Hey folks, I'm Carissa. And I'm Nikki. And, and welcome, welcome to New Strangeland. To another episode of New Strange Land. I'm Nikki. And I'm Carissa. Oh, humans. Humans. Actually, that's quite appropriate for this week's episode. That's what I thought. Today's um, episode. Ooh. We're <laughs> talking about Ben. <laughs> Today's episode, we're talking about Barney and Betty Hill. Yeah. Take it away. So, Barney and Betty Hill. uh, It's the first claims of alien abduction in the United States were made by them. Whoa. Whoa. We're not alone. We're not. No. Not according to, like, recent times, apparently. They came out with some alien information. Oh, girl. Anyways, that's another story. Yeah. I want to believe. (laughs) anyways so uh barney hill he was born in 1922 he was a postal worker civil rights activist and a veteran and he uh married to betty and her betty barrett hold on her name was eunice elizabeth barrett but everyone called her betty she was a social worker and civil rights activist Uh, They lived together in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Um, They were like a pretty cool power couple. They were biracial, which was for the time um, in the 60s, in the early 60s, uh, that, you know, you didn't see that a lot. No, definitely not. And, um, yeah, they they had like really crazy work schedules um, because Barney was a postal worker and he worked third shift. Ooh. Yeah, and um, Betty was a social worker, and she, like, only took on, like, really, like, rough cases, so mm. she worked a lot of long hours. Right. And um, the first, like, year or two of their marriage, they, like, they literally just got married and never had a honeymoon or anything. Mm. So they kind of missed out on that, and um, they were bummed about that. And one weekend, they were like, hey... Like, they both got out of, you know, it's a Friday. They're just like, hey, we just got paid. Like, they didn't even stop to the bank, though, to get more money. But they're like, oh, we're going to take a trip to um, Niagara Falls in Montreal for the weekend. Sounds nice. Right? Yeah. So they packed up their stuff, uh, hopped in their car, made the drive. They had, I'm assuming they had a lovely weekend, you know, out of all the things um, that I read pertaining to, you know, what their, what happened to them, no one said, hey guys, how was your lovely weekend getaway? <laughs> no one. No one. Wow. And I'm just like, dude, I, so I would like to think that their weekend getaway was just marvelous. Yeah. And they had a great time. I would hope so. So anyways, uh, on their way back, it was us, they drove back September 19th, 1961, and um, they stopped uh, in Vermont for some coffee it's like 10 o'clock at night and they're just Hmm. like ah yeah let's get some more coffee and uh barney was like 
yeah, at the rate we're going, we could be home, back home in Portsmouth by like uh, two or three in the morning. Yeah. I'm so like, they need some coffee to, yeah, you know, to themselves. amp themselves up. Yeah, you know. themselves up. So they, uh, they leave the diner and um, this, this starts the curious and startling incident that would become the first widely publicized alien abduction account in U.S. history. U.S. history. Yep. So, they're uh, driving home, and as they drove, uh, they saw this weird light appear in the sky. Hmm. And um, Barney being um, a World War II vet, and he was also an avid plane watcher, he said it was probably just a satellite that went off course. Or, he just tried to... He's very pragmatic and logical, so he was just trying to find the most reasonable thing that, you know, this weird light could be. Right. Um, But this light was following them, Hmm. literally speeding up and slowing down when they were. Interesting. And um, Barney finally pulled over, and Betty had binoculars, and she looked uh, at the object and saw it was spinning in the air. And she turns to Barney and literally says, Barney, if you think that's a satellite or star, you're being ridiculous. Huh. Yeah. (laughs) And Barney was just kind of like, well, what the fuck is that? So um, at this point, they're 70 miles far from the diner when they pull over. And it's in Lincoln, New Hampshire. Okay. So, um, yeah, he like grabbed his handgun and put it in his pocket and uh, grabbed the binoculars, and he walked over into a nearby field, and when he got a closer look, he saw uh, an object uh, as big as a jet, round and flat as a pancake. Wow. Yeah. So, and that's not all. He, it also had windows along the side, and behind the windows, he saw gray uniformed beings, and they were looking out at him. Hmm. Um, yeah, so obviously he was kind of freaking out. Right. <laughs> I would be too. Yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so yelling, he like hauled ass back to the car, yelling at his wife, being like, get in the car. <laughs> and, um, they got back in the car and they started to drive and they heard these like inexplicable beeps coming from their trunk. Weird. Yeah. So weird. And their their like car just kind of slowed down, and both of them felt super drowsy, and they lost consciousness. Ah. Yeah. They woke up two hours later and thirty five miles down the road. So strange. Yeah. Like I literally just kind of got goosebumps just saying that. Like, can you imagine just like. Passing out for no goddamn reason. Right. And then just waking up miles away from your starting point and right. hours away. I'd be like, obviously, how did I get here? Clearly, I wasn't How driving. did I get here? was <laughs> 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 So, yeah. This is a... Yep, that's, that's kind of like their first account. Hmm. So, the aftermath of this... Um... As they're driving, they tried to remember what happened to them, but every time they tried to remember it, they got, like, inexplicably nauseous. Or, like, it just, like, they felt really gross. Right. And, like, so it made them 
stop trying to remember what That's happened. So um, and when they got home, they noticed that their watches stopped working. Betty's dress was torn, and Barney's shoes were scuffed. Hmm. And then they also felt really weird impulses for, like, an hour or two. Like, Betty wanted to take her suitcase and leave it by the back door instead of taking it upstairs and unpacking like a normal person would. Right. She just, she felt like it needed to be over there. That's weird. Yeah. And, um, Barney, he, like, got this, like, urge that he needed to run to the bathroom to make sure... His genitalia was still attached his to him. Genitalia. Yeah, his PP was still where it was supposed <laughs> to be. He was just like, "Oh my god, is he there? Okay, good." <laughs> like, Damn. yeah, and um, they both ended up taking showers because they just felt like icky. Yeah, Ugh. and um, it's I read one thing and it said that um, when Betty took off her dress, like this weird powder like poofed off of it so strange that's so weird yeah so um this is now september 21st um and uh betty called pease air force base which is located in portsmouth new hampshire Mm -hmm. and um she spoke with major paul w henderson and he came and he interviewed them Hmm. And he wrote that, um, like, his official report was that they misidentified Jupiter. <laughs> like, yes, clearly. Jupiter was following me. Yep. I knew it. You know, Jupiter's in my fourth house, son. Um, <laughs> like, it's actually in the trunk of my car. <laughs> like, Speaking at me. Yes. <laughs> um, but... Despite him writing that, he forwarded it to uh, Project Blue Book. And um, Project Blue Book uh, was established in 1952. It's the study of UFOs by the Air Force. And they had two goals. One was to determine if UFOs were a threat to national security. Mm. And two was to scientifically analyze UFO-related data. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... Over the next five days, Betty had, uh, or actually not, hold on. Uh, Ten days after the incident, Betty began to have these crazy-ass dreams. Hmm. And they continued for five nights in a row. And she could not stop thinking about them. And she she told Barney about them, and Barney's like, oh, that sucks. You're having weird-ass dreams. But he kind of, like, didn't think anything of it. Yeah. Like, I, Barney was, like, so, like, pragmatic and logical that, like, he, I feel like he took this whole incident and kind of just, like, stuffed it down and compartmentalized it, you know? Like, just being like, nothing happened, everything's fine. Right. You know? Yeah. She started to, she uh, couldn't stop thinking about her dreams, and she uh, wrote them down in November. And uh, in one dream, Betty and Barney encountered a roadblock. And men surrounded the car. She lost consciousness and was struggling to regain it and realized that she was being forced by two small men to go into the forest (laughs) and Barney was behind her. She tried to call out to him, but he was in like a sort of trance. 
and like he was like sleepwalking or right. something and i'm like oh my god that does like sound like a horrifying dream like you know like those dreams that like you're like trying to run and you're just right. like slowly trying down. to talk and, like, and it's just like uh, uh, like yeah. i don't know that's all i could think of um so she described the quote-unquote men because she just referred to them as men so that's just how i'm gonna continue to refer to these beings as right um as about five four uh, they were all in matching blue uniforms and caps, like military cadet kind of caps. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and they looked almost human. They had dark hair, dark eyes, prominent noses, but their skin and lips were like a grayish color. So I'm uh. kind of like picturing like cadaver people, like short cadaver right? guys. <laughs> like just short dead looking guys. Yeah. Just zombie aliens. That's that's what I was thinking, like zombies. I'm like, Oh my god, that sounds like the worst like B rated horror movie ever. Zombie, zombie aliens <laughs> from outer space. <laughs> <laughs> they want to eat your brains and probe your butts. <laughs> It's probably a movie I already made. I know. And you know what? I'll take shut up and take my money. I'll watch it. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Betty and Barney and the humanoid men, they walked up a ramp into their craft. And despite uh, her protests, uh, Betty and Barney were separated. Uh, there, one of them, like, stood out as uh, the leader. And so, that's what she kind of dubbed him in her brain. Uh, the leader assured her that if uh, they were examined together, that the whole process would take longer than needed. And then after that, they went into their separate rooms. Huh. So these alien men things are going to examine them. Sounds great. <laughs> I don't even these like going to men. get like a pap smear like <laughs> i'm just like going to the doctor like. dude, dude, dude you don't need to take my blood pressure i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> um and then there's like another dream that uh they took betty to a new room where the leader was accompanied by another one of these humanoid things uh who she dubbed the examiner <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know that seems like <laughs> like i don't know why that like makes me think of like hostile movies or uh, something you know like or like the examiner like uh, just like some torturous doctor Ooh, like yeah uh, i don't like and, it um but apparently quote-unquote the examiner um surprisingly had a pleasant and calm manner hmm. They always do. (laughs) So he explained that he wanted to conduct a few tests to see the difference between um, them and Betty and Barney. Uh, He had her sit in a chair with a bright light on her. And like, I don't know, I can just picture like when you see on movies like being interrogated. Yeah. Like that's what I envision in my head. Yeah. Um, He then took samples of her hair nails and skin Hmm. he examined her ears and eyes and mouth and like checked out her teeth and stuff huh make counting them up (laughs) and um he also checked out her hands legs and feet he tested her nervous system and then he also stuck 
a needle in her belly button, which caused her a great deal of pain. But then the leader dude just waved his hand in front of her eyes and the pain just vanished like that. Dang. Just like automatically vanished. Give me some of that. Right? I might go get tattooed or something. Yeah, like just bing. Yeah. It's like some Jedi mind trick shit. Right? Yeah, you will not feel pain. <laughs> <laughs> so then the examiner leaves and Betty and the leader have a conversation and she finds a book laying around and uh, she, the leader said that she could have it. And um, she asks where he came from and he shows her on a map of stars which Mm. is interesting and then in betty's dream the men escorted betty and barney from the ship and the leader said she couldn't have the book anymore because they didn't want them to remember uh, what happened to them and betty and barney were taken to their car they watched the craft depart and started driving and so this was like all in the series of her dreams okay so this doesn't isn't just one but it's just like yeah, okay. it like when I, it didn't really decipher like which dream was in what, right. so I but well, this was like the gist of everything put together. Gotcha. So gotcha. yeah, those are some wild ass dreams. And if I had those too, I would be like, "Yo, husband, I think we definitely got like abducted by aliens." Yeah, because that's like pretty vivid to oh, have as a dream. Yeah, and to have it like a series of dreams like okay, like maybe if you had like a one night kind of dream like that, like it's right. whatever, but like to continually have them throughout a week and to have it after this incident. Yeah. It's not a coincidence. No. It's not. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um Betty also reached out to Nycap which is the National Investigation Committee on Aerial Phenomenon. Um, And she reached out to them with details of what happened. And on uh, October 21st, 1961, a Boston astronomer, a Boston astronomer and NICAP member, Walter Webb, interviewed them for six hours. Wow. Yeah. And then a month later, in November, two more NICAP members interviewed them and suggested hypnosis as a way to remember what happened. Hmm. Barney was very skeptical of hypnosis because going back again, he's super pragmatic, logical kind of dude. And he's just like, no frills kind of guy. And um, after this, for like the next two years, uh, for... Over half of that two years, they spent trying to find the location where oh. they could have been picked up because they weren't quite sure right. where it happened. And they finally pinpointed it. Um, and at, uh, if you go down, I believe it's Route 3 in Lincoln, there is like a sign there. Oh. And it says this is the spot where Betty and Barney... Were abducted, abducted. They were abducted. Aqueduct. They were adopted. They were abducted. I can't say abducted. They were abducted. So, which is really cool, and I kind of want to drive past right? that. So, Me too. yeah, I mean, like the only time I've ever really been to Lincoln is um to go to the ice castles. 
I haven't even been to those. Really? Yeah. I don't even know if they had them this past year. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. No, they did. I saw some advertisements, but they started them late because we kind of had a warmer winter. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Ice castles are this really cool thing in Lincoln, New Hampshire, where literally they make a huge castle maze out of ice. It's made of ice. Yeah. It's, it's a super chill place. <laughs> no, but actually it's really cool. <laughs> Definitely visit. Visit. They, they usually open in, like, January and stay open till like, March. It depends on the weather. It depends how cold it is, you know? Because it's ice. It's blocks of ice. It gotta be cold out. It's gotta be cold. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, when, like, around the time that they do find the location, um, they're, they're huge churchgoers and, like, very uh, involved in mm-hmm. their congregation and stuff. So they start opening up to um, those close to them about what happened to them Mm. and um they did meet um a psychologist that did hypnosis and they told them that they were thinking about doing it finally like barney kind of came around to the idea yeah and the guy he for whatever reason i can't remember exactly why but he wasn't comfortable doing it for them so he referred them to someone else Hmm. um and this guy's name, his name's Benjamin Simon. Benjamin Simon. And Benjamin Simon, he started hypnotizing them um, in January of 1964. And they had, like, startling, like, similar stories. Right. They were, it's weird. But, um, so Barney's session, like, they, um... Simon interviews them, or not interviews them, but hypnotizes them separately. So he does Barney's first. Barney's recollection was full of emotion. He often expressed fear and, like, general outbursts and what the fuck, like, how could this be happening to me? Um, Due to his crippling fear, he kept his eyes closed for much of the abduction and examination. Under hypnosis, Barney recounted that the leader told him to close his eyes and he, quote, felt like the eyes had pushed into his eyes. Like, he felt like the, the, the leader's Yeah, eyes? the leader's eyes, like, pushed into his eyes. That's weird. That's creepy. Right? Like, I don't know. I just, like, picture, like, smashing my forehead against your forehead. Right? But then, like, like my eyes just, just like, like, push into yours. Yeah, like the, like, you know, like, in the cartoons when, like, they see, like, a hot girl or something and their eyes are like, like, oh my god. Or, like, Mr. Crab eyes. Yes. Oh my god. (laughs) But I'm like, ooh, I don't know. I don't like that because, like, I don't really like eye things. Like, eye things creep me out. Like, you, I forgot what Final Destination is, but that whole, like, laser eye scene, do you know what I'm talking about? Because I don't think I saw that part. Oh. I don't like those movies. Oh my god, those movies, like, are, like, they're train wrecks. Like, I can't, I have to watch. Yes. Like, I can't. Agreed, but I just. But I won't put it on on my own accord. But if it's on, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. And then you can never drive behind a logging truck again. Nope, air or tanning. Yep, oh god. No, thank you. Tanning. Bed. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Mm. Don't even want to go on a roller coaster. But I go on them. (laughs) But I go on them. (laughs) Um. So, in Barney's exam, this is 
what he recalls under hypnosis. Like, a cup-like device was put over his genitals, Mm. and he didn't, like, feel an orgasm or anything, but he said it was definitely used to collect sperm. (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting picture in my mind. (laughs) Oh, They milked him. They milked that poor man. God. Oh, no. (laughs) So, and then they did a skin scraping, and they examined his mouth and ears. A thin tube was inserted in his anus and then quickly pulled out. (laughs) Tube anus. Anus tube. (laughs) Anal tube. Anal tube. And someone, like, someone being one of the humanoids, was even, like, standing behind him and counting his vertebrae. Weird. Yeah. And... Bart- just a light massage. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is this is just a massage just to loosen you up before we shove the anal tube in you. <laughs> just gonna count them vertebrae, Barnes. <laughs> Sit on back. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And so Barney believed them to be telepathic because he could understand them, but he noticed that their mouths never moved. Interesting. And, like, he could hear them mumble some other weird language. Yeah. But then when they would look at him, like, he heard them speaking English. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. And, yeah, and he, he didn't use the word telepathic because it... He didn't know that word, apparently. I, obviously, this is probably a time, the early 60s, like, telepathy and stuff was, like, a new age kind of thing, you know? Right. So, but yeah, basically, they were telepathic aliens. And um, so, Betty Session, hers, it was basically her dreams. Weird. Yeah. Um, there, there were notable differences between her dreams and, uh, her hypnosis sessions. Yeah. Um, and the crazy thing is, these differences check out with Barney's story. Oh. Yeah. So. Weird. Um, yeah, yeah. So, they check out with Barney's story, um... And the the differences are, like, weird things. Like, it's, like, the technology that they used, um, what happened upon their capture and their release, mm-hmm. and how the beings looked. Mm. Um, so, Benjamin Simon, the psychologist or psychiatrist that um, hypnotized them, um, also gave Betty a post-hypnotic suggestion of drawing the star map. You know, the star map that the leader showed her? Right. Um... And the star map that she drew consisted of 12 stars, and they were, some of them were connected by lines, um, solid lines, and some mm-hmm. of them were connected by dotted lines. Okay. And the solid line um, connections, those were trade routes, apparently, and the dotted Ooh. ones were, like, routes less taken. Huh. Yeah. And so Benjamin Simons, he, his conclusion... Simon felt that uh, Barney's sessions were inspired by Betty's dreams, but at this point, Barney is like, hell no, this this fucking happened to me. Right. This absolutely happened to me. And I find this kind of pl- definitely plausible because um, if, if it was inspired just by her dreams, then these 
noticeable differences that Betty had in her hypnosis session, Barney wouldn't have those same differences, you know? Yeah, no. That part wouldn't check out. Right. And it's not like she remembered these differences of her own accord. She had to be hypnotized to right remember so she didn't this. tell him those parts because they weren't in her dream yeah they weren't in her dream she didn't remember them yeah so he could only like really like recount or like if even if he used her dreams as a basis it would only be what happened in her dreams right so yeah i don't know benjamin simon you know think you wrong you're wrong I think you're wrong so, uh, after the hypnosis sessions, which actually these went o- went for about six months to get all of this out, um, Betty and Barney, they never really uh, looked for p- publicity, but in uh, October of 1965, uh, they made front page news in the Boston Traveler. A huh. uh, reporter by the name of John H. Luttrell allegedly was given a tape recording of the Hills uh, lecturing at Quincy Center because they got hooked up with those NICAP people that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, the NICAP people were super interested in their story, so sometimes they'd invite them to come down and talk to other NICAP members. Yeah. And, like, be like, oh, like, tell us what you guys can remember. Right. Um, so apparently this, this, uh, journalist, a reporter, uh, Luttrell, he got one, a t- recording of one of those mm. sessions. Um, and he found out about them going under hypnosis and he also obtained, uh, notes from confidential interviews that they had given the UFO investigators. Mm. So, Yeah. Uh, the next day, uh, United Press International picked up Luttrell's story of the Hills, and they earned international attention. Wow. Yeah. Um, in 1966, uh, John G. Fuller, uh, with, co- with cooperation with the Hills and Benjamin Simon, he wrote a book called The Interrupted Journey, and it was a very successful, and it was about... What happened to them? Their hypnosis sessions, and I definitely kind of want to go grab that and pick it up. Yeah, because it sounds pretty cool. Unfortunately, in 1969, uh, Barney passed away from a cerebral hemorrhage, and hmm. Betty she never remarried. Uh, she claimed she saw more UFOs, and she was a celebrity in the UFO community. And she died at the ripe old age of 85. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, that's basically the gist of Betty and Barney Hill. Betty and Barney Hill. And uh, there's a lot more to it, for sure. If we if we could do a deeper dive into this, if anyone was interested. It's crazy, because, like, it's weird when, like, especially the experiences that they talk about. And it's funny, because, obviously, like, you said this was, like, one of the first or the first the first and it's funny because i feel like that's your stereotypical alien kind of like maybe obviously they've changed a little bit the head's a little bit yeah like bigger you know maybe they've changed the body it's not Mm. so human like but generally it's dark eyes gray skin yeah blue bodysuit yep and it's like yeah because that was their aliens yep 
that's just so weird oh yeah it is it's wild and i don't know it it certainly makes you wonder if it truly actually happened to them and i would really like to think it did like from the bottom oh, yeah. of my heart but i 100 percent believe i don't know i mean like part of me though you know i have to have that little speculative doubt in me that little kernel just to be like mm, i don't know man but i think like they together have far too much evidence well yeah and i feel like i mean if I only know. she got to keep that book if she got to Ugh, keep that book I, right i was kind of hoping that you was gonna say that she got to keep the book i know oh my god if she kept that book then hell fucking yeah yeah everyone would believe them yeah or i don't know i mean i am a believer of aliens i because i just don't believe that we're the only oh yeah human-like beings in the universe in the whole wide oh space, absolutely agree you know? i think it's pretty goddamn self-centered to think that we yeah. are like the only creatures in the universe that are available like can you know be used tools be <laughs> can be used tools be used tools clearly not me but <laughs> no like i don't know i am definitely like I don't know. I could talk on and on about aliens. Oh, I love and... it. Well, you know, it's a good thing that New Hampshire and Maine are, like, some of, like, the highest uh, places where UFOs are spotted. Right. Because we can definitely do a couple more of these. I'm down <laughs> for so many more UFO Dude. episodes. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I don't... I'm really sad that Barney died, and he passed away from a cerebral hemorrhage and part of me wonders like do you think that it could have been a result i think so of what they went through right but it's funny i mean yeah i mean she obviously lived to, for a long time yeah and she, uh, who knows i guess like health what was going on exactly if she had anything going on yeah but Maybe they did something different to him. Yeah. Well, because he doesn't recall being poked in the damn belly button with that. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, my God. I just hate when someone, like, digs their finger into my belly button. I like, just don't oh. like belly buttons. Oh. Like, don't, like, no. Oh, that's, that made me, like, queasy. That's, like, my fear. And I will never get a belly button piercing. Oh, my God. Because... For some reason, I just feel like the piercer... I don't know why I have this thought, because obviously they're not going to, but they're just going to shove the needle in my belly button. Oh my god. I don't know why. It's oh. a really irrational fear. Dude, that's wild. Can I tell you a gross <laughs> belly button thing? I don't know. Okay, I so I, I had my belly button pierced. I got it done when I was like 18, because I was just like, hey, I'm going to get my belly button pierced. Um, <laughs> and... I worked in a nursing home kitchen, and the stainless steel tables, like, had Uh this lip to them, and with my height, I am that level, and I lean forward, and the top part of my belly button piercing got caught underneath the lip, and so when I leaned back, it was like, (gasps) and oh my god, I literally doubled over in pain. 
Did it come out? No, it didn't come out. Oh. But it fucking I thought hurt. you were going to say that it like, like fucking ripped, ripped out. out. Like oh. flesh ripped. Oh my god. No, no. It wasn't that bad. But it still hurt so bad. Like literally tears sprung in my eyes. Wow. Yeah. I didn't like it. And then I just eventually, I took out my belly button piercing like two weeks later because it just, it was stupid. <laughs> Stupid. It was stupid. <laughs> like, no, I mean, if you have your belly button pierced, you and you enjoy it, that's cool. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I didn't like it. I just yeah. got it caught on everything, and I don't know. I heard they took forever to heal, and I'm just a very impatient person, yeah. so can't deal with that. Have you had any um, alien or UFO? You know, I think I have. Oh. I yes, true story absolute true story so this was pro- this probably happened to me about 10 years ago um i went to the beach at nighttime with a friend and we were like laying on the sand just like chain smoking butts staring up at the sky chit chatting you know and and it was probably like midnight so it was pretty dark yeah and we were looking straight up in the sky and i remember seeing the way we were laying, like, we could see, like, the Big Dipper. And then, like, off to the left of the Big Dipper, we saw this, um, like, pulsing light. And I was just like, oh, it's probably, like, a satellite or something. Yeah. Because it wasn't moving. It was huh. just staying. So I'm like, oh, that's not a plane. And, but then it just started jumping across the sky. Like, legit. Just, like, poo, poo. Like, went and, like, jumped right, jumped left, jumped up oh my god it was so crazy and we're both looking at this thing and we're like are you seeing what i'm seeing and we're like yeah and we could like our eyes are glued onto it and then a goddamn seagull flew over the head of us like so close to our faces and scared the shit out of us (laughs) and then we lost sight of it because it Stupid seagull. Stupid seagull. Stupid seagull. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of determined that that was definitely some unidentified flying object because that didn't really follow the protocol of uh, planes or um, trains or automobiles. No, I don't think so. <laughs> the only thing I could think of is like a drone, but... No, like this was so far up in the sky. Yeah. And like the distance it was moving. Right so quickly yeah like it was like almost like teleportation kind of like speed right it was like zing 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 ding 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 yeah oh my god Mm. it was what how about you have you ever seen anything freaky deaky like that i don't i don't remember anything weird really happening nothing i feel like that was ufo or alien encounter oh i know it's really sad i remember like because you know in the in the winter time in new england the sky's super clear because it's really cold out Mm -hmm. um so on nights when the sky would be really nice my dad would give me his binoculars and i'd go out on the porch and stare at the sky Mm -hmm. and be like dad i'm gonna fight some aliens tonight i'm gonna fight some aliens (laughs) how did i have friends i don't know (laughs) (laughs) and so my dad's like have at it (laughs) take the binoculars nikki (laughs) hope you find one yeah i don't know i just yeah, I don't know. Don't really got anything for aliens. Oh which man, is kind of a bummer. And like, if you did see something like that, would your like mind immediately jump to aliens, or would you try to rationalize it, being like, "Oh, could this be a satellite? Oh, right. could this be?" And I mean, like, who knows? 
Um, you could see something and they could erase your memory. Yeah. Oh my god, my mind went to Men in Black with the little pen right. thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, especially because you know, like with Betty and Barney, they were they put them to sleep yeah. apparently. And so it's, there's no doubt in my mind that they could just erase your memory. Well, they definitely had some mind powers because um, they put them to sleep. They made them forget. Yeah. And also with the whole uh, pain go away thing that they did to Betty. Yeah. Like being like, no pain. No pain for you. No pain. We're just waving our hands in front of each other's faces, by the way, <laughs> just saying, no pain. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 pretty crazy because, like, when I think of um, aliens and stuff like this, like, my go-to, like, place in the United States would be, like, Roswell. Right. Or, you know, Area 51. Right. Um, and I don't really think New England too much, but Mm -hmm. this is legit, like, the first, like, publicized story of someone, like, being abducted in United States. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, that's New Hampshire. Right. And it's crazy, too, because I guess, like, um, around Pease Air Force Base, like, um, pilots that work there and stuff, that, uh... They're, they've seen a lot of shit. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. So, there, I guess there's something about this area. Yeah. And I feel like, too, it's a similar, a little similar detail to a story we're going to, um, an episode that we're going to do later on where the incident of, like, them falling asleep and then waking up yeah. in a different location, like, ties in like, similar to, like, the story of, um, it was on Unsolved Mysteries with a bunch of people who saw the UFO. Oh, the Berkshires. Yes. Okay. The Berkshires. So, similar story, similar sort of situation to one of the stories in the Berkshire UFO sightings. Yes. There's another one that we're going to look into, too, that happened in Maine, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to look into that because I want to see if there's any similarities yeah. from all three of right. these. Right. And I'm sure that there's other stories oh, like yeah. that from the region for sure. Yep. So. Yeah. Oh. Maybe they're the same aliens. I don't know. Oh, my God. That would be so cool. And they right. just, like, this is, like, their vacation spot. They walk among us. Ooh. Oh, also, fun fact, all of um, the information about Betty and Barney, like all of their interviews, everything, um, is at the public domain at UNH Library. Oh. UNH is the University of New Hampshire. It's over in Durham, New Hampshire, and it's like our biggest state school. It's pretty cool. Hmm. But yeah, it's... You can, like, we could go to the library there and just be like, hey, can we see everything on Betty and Barney? And they will bring you out a fuck ton of stuff. Oh, Yeah, like cool. pictures and, like, recordings, like, everything. Like, yes. they have so much shit. I was perusing their um, lexicon of it, if you mm. will, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, there was more stuff than I thought I could even imagine to find but you have to physically go there and obviously in these days of our quarantine time that uh wasn't really that possible yeah unfortunately but someday someday maybe we'll 
take a look-see. I mean, we could just always drive up to Lincoln, though. That's something we can do. We can do that. We take a picture and be like, hello, what's up? Bit <laughs> barn. <laughs> yes. Another thing, too, that um, was interesting. So you know how I said, like, the uh, psychiatrist, he was just like, yeah, no, it's based off of, like, their dreams and stuff. Yeah. Um... He went on to, like, write a paper about it. I forgot what psychiatry journal it went into, but um, he said that uh, they had, like, these stressors in their lives because they were an interracial couple during the civil rights movement that that could have attributed to, like, these mental stresses that made them make up this wild story. Yes, totally, 100%. No, yeah, like, it come was, on. But, like, that was his, like, reasoning. Of course And I'm was. like, <laughs> yeah. And, like, in a way, I'm like, yeah, that, that. But, like, Betty was like, no, dude, we have such a happy marriage. And, like, we live in Portsmouth. And I don't know, everything's pretty good. Like, we don't really have that hard of a time. Like, yeah, like we're, we're fine. So. We're so stressed. Mm-hmm. Let's make up this alien mm-hmm. story. Yeah. <laughs> like, subconsciously, not like them, like, being like, oh, we're going to make up an alien story, but it's just, like, the suppressors of, like, whatever anxieties they have of being an interracial couple. But, I don't know. It doesn't seem like <laughs> that, that. sounds pretty far-fetched. I, like, I've listened to them in interviews and seen pictures of them together, and they're just, like, so, like, natural and comfortable, and they look so in love. And holy shit, you know what else um, ties into this a little bit? Um, season two of American Horror Story. Which one is the it? The Asylum one? Yeah, I didn't watch that one. Oh. I need to. But you can say it anyways. Um, I don't care if it's You know, what's, what's, the, what's the guy that everyone likes there? Peter? Peter? Evan Peters? Evan Peters. Yeah. Peter Evans. <laughs> <laughs> no, Evan Peters' character. Like, he's in the asylum. And he's put there because um, he was married to a black woman. Okay. And they ha- were abducted by aliens. Oh. So that is total a play off of Betty and Barney, I think, uh-huh. in my head. That like when I was reading that, I just that popped into my brain and I'm just like, right. yo, yeah, they kind of like base this off of that for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. So Yeah. I need to watch that one. I don't know why I haven't seen that. That is season. so weird because I feel like you've seen like every other season. Yeah, I haven't seen like more recent seasons, but I don't know why I skipped that one. Yeah, no, that one's a really good one. I don't know. Like, I think, like, the first three seasons are really good. And then after that, they kind of peter off for me. Murder House, Asylum. Yep. Coven. Okay, yeah. So, I don't know why, because I've seen Murder House and I've seen Coven, but I skipped Asylum. I don't know. Don't come for me. I'm, it's fine. (laughs) Coming for you. (laughs) I'll watch it. I'm coming for you like an alien. I'm going to probe you with the alien anal tube. (laughs) Poke your belly button. No. (laughs) No, please. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else? No, I think uh, that's all we got. All right. Awesome possum. So thank you uh, for joining us again. Please. Thank you. Please uh, go ahead and follow us on uh, social media like Instagram and Twitter. Um, you know, give us a follow on Apple iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, 
leave uh, some comments. Um, email us with uh, anything that you'd like Any us to cover. Feedback. Yeah, or Any feedback. I mean, if podcast you, at Gmail. Yeah, if you want to tell us that like we fucking suck and <laughs> shut the fuck up, I'm by all means okay, <laughs> but. Yeah. I, I would only cry a little bit into my pillow. Just a little bit. Just a, just a little snivel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hurt. <laughs> no, really, I probably would, though. <laughs> but, no, so please be nice. I'm just a little nice. Just tell us that we only suck a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, um... And slip inside those DMs as always, baby. Slide in. <laughs> Slide on in. So, I'm Nikki. And I'm Carissa. And thanks for visiting New, New Strangeland. Strangeland.